We don't have a theme song yet. No, I forgot the email. We, we it forgot to, to do our wind. This is the Nancy Drew. Find the dress. Find the dress. Find the dress. Nancy Drew Mystery Book Club Podcast. <laughs> we just increased our ratings by like one. Everybody just turned this <laughs> off. And for you who didn't, because somebody has listened to this, and thank you to uh, um, my Instagram, the one. It person was who Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, I don't think Jeff has listened to it. <laughs> Not sure he knows we do it. The other day we were taking some nice pictures for this Nancy Drew Mystery Book Club podcast at Park Road Books. Oh, yes. I have mine that I need to post. Yes, post it. And my boss was like, why do you need pictures for a podcast? I was like, valid point, but we have to market it. <laughs> yes. I said, you're going to have to listen to find out. <laughs> no. So this is the Nancy Drew Mystery Book Club podcast. My name is Just Jess. And I am Nomi Burton. And we are talking about season one, episode two of Nancy Drew, the new show on the CW. The episode is titled, Let's Go to the Morgue. Yes. And Let's go to the morgue. Another <laughs> episode of where it started off with, uh, did it start off with sex? No, but it was like a few minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Do we? It did, was not as quick as a Riverdale. It was like I think it. It was like a ten minutes in. I think it was like nine ten. I think I looked at the clock. Yeah, she was calculating how long. Getting that banging in on these CW shows. I I feel like Nancy Drew. I feel like it's a more mature show than it is for Riverdale. And I'm not dogging Riverdale at all. I'm just saying I feel like it's more mature. And I don't know if it's because she's technically young 20s age yeah she's out of high school yeah um that plus yeah our mature palettes find it a little bit more of our our contemporary but i think that um one of the th- couple things make it a little bit so riverdale is a little bit more fantastical and a little bit more um over the top like show like stage show dramatics especially when they do the musical numbers uh so it's a little bit more theatrical Whereas Nancy Drew is a little bit more straightforward of a mystery show. Right. Um, so this episode, we have dived deeper into the mystery of Tiffany Hudson. and But then we are also continuing to parallel that to the mysterious death back in the days of your 2000 <laughs> with the sea queen, Lucy Sable. Um, Nancy seems to be haunted by the ghost of Lucy Sable. Uh, and she is, we left off last episode. She found a bloody dress in her attic and she remembers her parents taking a trunk out of the backyard when they were, when she was young. Um, her mom was telling her, Oh, it was your imagination. But there's the trunk upstairs. Um, and isn't it the same place where she found Lucy Sable's name written on the attic? Yeah. I mean her, the, the, the jingle or whatever the chant of Lucy was written on the walls and she's pulling it with the wallpaper like open. And then she finds the dress inside the trunk. She we're fast forwarding to the end of the episode really fast, just addressing that to her dad. And he's like, look, that was a joke. I found this dress at a boutique or like Goodwill. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And sprayed all this like fake blood on it. Your mom and I had a good laugh, and it was over. I just never got rid of it. And then the trunk was filled um, in the with a bunch of like teacups and stuff like that from your grandmother. Yeah, and so you try to like kind of laugh it off with a not very convincing story, and um, turns out in the spoilers, the very end of the episode, we see her dad Carson Drew, played by Scott Wolf, is burning the dress. 
um, I think it's interesting she never brought up to him, like, why is her name written on the wall, though? Yeah, like, did that? That's a little weirder. Do you think Nancy Drew is losing it, or do you think she's being haunted? Well, I don't know, because it kind of depends on what the, the show, does the show have a supernatural element or not? Are they making you think that she's going through some kind of mental crisis, or, or like, kind of, del- like, having... Um, a breakdown. Yeah, or like delusions or whatnot. Um, or is she really being haunted? So I kind of I kind of hope there's a little bit of a supernatural element to the show. I kind of like ghosty things, especially it's Halloween. I like to watch creepy stuff during Halloween. Um, have you ever watched any of those ghost hunter shows? I mean, some of them, but not like, like the paranormal ones. Yeah, I was really into the ghost hunters back in the day, and I, I like that stuff. I think that it's pretty cool, and you can find like some kind of evidence. And I did ghost tours. I went to one in Asheville, and I took a picture at the top of this one hotel. I took, like from the ground, I took a picture on top of the, of the top of the hotel, and it was where people were supposed to have jumped off a lot. Yeah. And there's like a blurry image in the picture, and I sent it to um, Charlotte's Paranormal Society Caps, and Tina McSwain, who works there, said it seemed like a pretty legit picture. Like I might have some kind of thing like in it. some kind of paranormal experience yeah. in it. And I was like, that's cool. It could just be like, because I took a few in a row and none of the other pictures had anything in it. It was just like one weird blip. But like uh, of a, a spurt of pictures, it's weird that one has it. Right. Um, but who knows? To be determined. Very interesting. So I do hope there's a supernatural element to this show. Um but I think they're doing a really good job of building the mystery. My question to you would be like, do you think that they should have maybe established the characters a little bit better? Because right now they, in the first episode, you don't know the characters that well, but we've then shown that they all have some secrets that could, right. could make them a cause for the murder. But like, do you care? I mean, in a way I feel like it's, it's building. Yeah. We're getting to know everybody a little bit more. So it's building like we, this episode, I feel like we get to know George really well. Um, yeah, you do. And yeah, her poor slutty past. Yes. You know, we find out that she was seeing Ryan when she was a junior in high school Mm -hmm. and that there is a past there that, you know, there might be more developed feelings than just a hookup there. Um, that she, does like him or maybe even love him, mm-hmm. but she doesn't trust him. Yeah. I thought it was really sad when she talked about it, and I thought it was really cruel that somebody would wipe the seat when she would get up. Like, yeah. To, but that's, you know, high school girls being I so. I didn't itches. Have a slutty group of friends, though. Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so I feel like she also trusts Nancy Drew with a lot more than what she gives off. Yeah, I think so too. I think she has a hard exterior kind of like the character in Mean Girls um mm-hmm. played by what's her name Lizzie Kaplan that's uh she seems like real like goth and mean but she is like more trusting and caring than you'd think I'm not gonna hug you yeah it's like <laughs> oh okay well okay. you don't you don't have to yeah um so I I actually really like George's character I feel like she she's an onion she has so many layers to her and I'm actually excited to see what her character um what happens to her but can I predict right now who yeah. I think is involved with the Tiffany murder? Yeah. Nick. Well, yeah, I think they're trying to, well, I think it's a red herring that they're trying to make you think he is. I, I think he is some sort of, I think his whole jail experience mm-hmm. did not happen. Like it was pinned on him. He didn't do any crimes. Mm-hmm. 
he got away with it, obviously. But I think he has something to do with her murder, though. Well, okay, so in this show, we see that Carson Drew, her dad, is um, was his lawyer, and that really Nick didn't know that Tiffany was a number one witness in his homicide conviction. So, or manslaughter, whatever manslaughter. manslaughter, and so he said he doesn't have a reason. But now we've learned we can't really trust Carson Drew, which is very different from the books. Um, so, I don't. I think they're making it too obvious that Nick has something to do with it. And we still have a lot of episodes to go if they're going to carry this one mystery out the whole entire season. So I think they're trying to really make, I personally think they're trying to make it seem like Ryan has something to do with it, which I don't think Ryan does. I think they're trying to make it seem like everybody has something to do with it. What if Nancy actually just killed her? (laughs) That's it. Whoops, that's it. Um, there, The reason why I'm saying Nick has something to do with it, and it's because of the last scene when they're dumping over the buckets of seawater to see who has blood in it. Which, which is by, the weirdest. This this town has so many is it traditions. Ne- is it next to Riverdale? <laughs> right, What's exactly. Happening? Well, I mean, this is a main um but we've established riverdale is near canada but we don't know where right yeah so um which by the way we find out that george has blood in her bucket so that means she's going to be dying within a year yeah um what a sick tradition right exactly (laughs) um and at first she didn't see the blood she like dumped it over and then started walking inside and then came back and she's that's when you see the blood which i wonder if there's people putting blood in that you know, those buckets, like picking random people. But anyways, yeah, who knows? So um, as Nancy and Nick are getting a little hot and heavy before he goes, grabs, quote unquote, protection and to I was knock over the, the CW address <laughs> that though, probably because people are like mad about Nancy Drew banging. <laughs> <laughs> so he's wrap it up, went to go get quote unquote production and to knock over the bucket. And you see on his nightstand, a pretty thick book. So, of course, I stopped it because I'm like, I wonder if this is a clue to the ending or whatever. Yeah. And it was um, the book, The Count of Monte Castro. So. Monte Cristo? Cristo. Oh, thank you. Like, is that <laughs> Sorry. Their own version. <laughs> um, and I've never read a, this book. Have you? Uh, I have back in the day, and I don't remember it that well. Oh, okay. Because it's a pretty thick historical book. Yeah. Um. So do you remember what it's about? Nope. <laughs> okay. So uh, basically it centers on a man who is wrongfully imprisoned. Oh, right. Yeah. Escapes from jail, acquires a fortune and sets about exacting or uh, getting revenge on those responsible for his imprisonment. Oh, that's really good. Nomi. good pickup. That's like a Terry Gilliam. They're not Terry Gilliam. Vince Gilligan thing in Breaking Bad. Um, if you would refer back to my Riverdale podcast we did earlier, I would like to restate that I haven't read all my high school books. So supposed to read. Yeah. <laughs> so his plans have devastating consequences for both the innocent and the guilty. So that's why I think he has something bigger to play into Tiffany's murder. That's really good catch. You, were, I'm pretty proud of myself. You were not also photoshopping things at the same time as watching the episode, as I was. <laughs> we get it. You multitask. <laughs> I, yeah, well, that's why I have a terrible attention span. Um, so I totally missed that. I think that's a really good catch. So I think yes, then you're probably right. Um, but you know, 
but how does but how does her family have anything to do with the sea queen's death yeah i don't know is is the sea queen like her older dead sister no because mathematically it would have to be her parents age person that's true yeah somebody who graduated in 2000 i guess carson drew would be like because that would make about 40 Mm -hmm. having a 20 year old that works yeah that works if they like because they weren't they high school sweethearts yeah i think so her yeah her the drew parents yes i think so and then so i'm thinking that lucy sable was probably in their friend group or something or maybe something sister aunt something something there lucy committed suicide right no they don't know because then they i mean like that's why they say find the dress because it would tell the truth about what happened to her okay because every image that we always see of her falling is just her by herself on the cliff well i think this is showing that she fell off by they're not sure if it was murder or what like shot her and then she fell yeah and it was like it was so long ago that the technology was just not where <laughs> they had to like draw the crime scene it's back in 2000 i mean right there was y2k so delia's catalog let's talk about <laughs> i'm just gonna um, keep talking about delia's catalog yes. <laughs> let's talk about the morgue no <laughs> okay yes. yes and <laughs> no just like the morgan general how she got arrested and uh trying to pick lock but couldn't and had to use a key card and george followed her in and do you i, I like and i like and i forget that like that's the point of her she's supposed to be like getting into all these like um investigations whereas like in riverdale like they're not supposed to do that and that's kind of cool and i keep comparing the show to riverdale because it's on right after it on the cw but I, I forget that like oh no that's the point of nancy drew she's supposed to be a detective she's supposed to go in and do all this shenanigan stuff right but the cameras i mean why would they set off the alarm? They would just record her actions. Like, she's already in the building. Yeah, maybe it's a ring doorbell thing and she opened the wrong thing. <laughs> do, do, do. Yeah, it do, could do, be. Do, do. I mean, obviously, uh, Lucy's guiding her to solve her murder mystery. Yes. Um, yeah, and then we see that... Uh, her friends were still able to get some of the body parts for testing. Were they able to get, were they getting Lucy's body parts for testing? So both. So they were getting Tiffany's blood for testing Mm -hmm. in which if they're picking up Tiffany's body, they're going to find that puncture wound. Right. They're going to find it because they're examining her entire body. But if that's maybe why they're switching coroners, because maybe they have a coroner, maybe it's an inside job and they've got a coroner on their like payroll yeah that's why that's why they're switching it but that's also why um they're collecting nancy's collecting blood to get her own testing yeah, done yeah um but i would assume that they would see that puncture ruin and be like mm, what's going on here so there's that and then lucy guided her into the parts morgue the yeah. parts her the evidence yeah um Which and i don't think exists right yeah. and then that's where she found the broken crown with the hair pieces found some of her blood um i forgot what else that she found but that's when the camera caught her and the, set off the alarm did they like not ever find the body is what it was right right they never found the body yeah so the blood that they had was from the rocks that she yeah. fell on. I wonder if there's a really long shot. 
if Lucy Sable was really Nancy Drew's mom and that she wanted to like start over again and she faked her death and then they that's why they buried the dress so that nobody could ever find it. Ooh. That's actually not a bad theory. Yeah. What, we, why would she want to start over? I don't know. She didn't want to be sea queen. <laughs> I can't take this back. It's too much. It's just too much responsibility. Um, no, maybe something like that. I'm not, I'm not 100 convinced that's I really it. I like, like that. But something along the lines of something with Nancy's mother or like. Or, or maybe like, sister. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it was like somebody she was friends with. But they haven't told like who her group of. I want to know more about Lucy Sable. Like was Lucy Sable a friend of Nancy Drew's mom? And then she accidentally died. But then why would Carson Drew not like refer to. You know what I mean? I don't. It, it makes it sound like the legend was even a legend for him. But it would have to have been his peer. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm like, okay, I want a little bit more plot development there. I think he, that's probably the Lucy situation is probably the reason why he got into law. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that could be it. Um, yeah. There's I, in the in the books, Nancy Drew's mom is is also deceased, but she has a really good relationship with her father, who is also a lawyer. So I'm like, I'm wondering if they're twisting out like, you know, something there. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the secrets died with her mom. Maybe. Well, I think they definitely did. So um, Nancy gets arrested. Oh, for... Maybe her mom killed her accidentally. And it was accidentally she pushed her off or something. <laughs> Sneeze. Pushed, pushed off the cliff. I wanted to be queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nancy gets arrested for being inside the morgue. Hands uh, George all of the body part blood stuff. Yeah. Uh, the stash at the claw. And... Now we're at the booking station where Nancy is talking and gets the number that was the last text message she sent out before she died, Tiffany. Yeah, and then when she texts it in a tryst with her lover, his phone rings. Yeah, I don't know if that's a burner number. Is that a burner well, cell like phone? His, it was like his main phone that... Well, I, well here's the thing. And nowadays, like if uh, I call... Like, I barely remember my boyfriend's number. So like... Right. So she probably saw the number, didn't recognize it as his, but like... I think it's a burner phone. Might be an extra burner phone. Well, because it, wasn't it just out, though? I want to say it was maybe like next to the mattress, like mm-hmm. kind of hidden. Yeah. Not really noticeable. Mm-hmm. It was also a razor. <laughs> Oh, yeah. As a razor phone. They still have those. Uh, right? Uh, probably at Walmart. Yeah. Um, Boost Mobile. Maybe it was Lucy Sables. <laughs> and so she calls the number, but her name doesn't come up. It just comes up as a number. So clearly he didn't save Lucy's number in that phone. Or, I mean, Nancy's, Nancy's number yeah. in that phone. Um, My biggest concern. Yeah, and also she didn't. That must not be his number because it would say Ned when she dials out. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so the last text message Tiffany sent was to that number and it said package. I think it says package in the car. Yes. And he's working on Nancy's mom's blue convertible, which the found, blue, where he found a package yeah. underneath the seat. Yeah. And we see the blue convertible is in her in the books. I like that they're continuing that. Um, but you know, it's not sorted in the books it's just about transportation. So yeah, do you, is there something that maybe something her mom, that that's what I'm saying is her mom's car. There's a connection between her mom, Lucy Sable, Tiffany Hudson and Ned. And I think, yeah, I want to, I like that we can't really guess it right now because we don't even know exactly all the, like, um, the storylines there, but I think that there's some, there's some way all connected. Yeah, for sure. So we're wrapping it up, but uh, why don't you talk about, 
a book that you loved reading this uh, this year. And then next week, I'll talk about a book that I loved reading, too, just because we don't have enough time to talk about both. So my favorite mystery book I've read so far in 2019, and I've read quite a few because I like them, um, but and we're going to be continuing to talk about these throughout this series, but the fa- my favorite one that I read um, is The Wife Between Us because it was, of all the of all the like female driven female written um history or not history history books um that have not been written uh of all the mystery books like that this one seemed to have a a better plot twist than most of the ones I I didn't I was shocked by it I was like oh wow I really didn't expect that usually you can kind of figure out one or two assumptions of where the book will lead um but this one, I, I it's by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Peck, Pekinen, and they really, maybe it's because they had two people writing it, and it made it really good, but, like, you really don't expect the twist. And so I had um, our rising co-host, Kimmy Kuhn, read it, too, and she was like, oh, wow, I just got to that twist, too. Like, she didn't, I think it was her, or maybe it was Tanya from uh, Street Team, but, yeah, like, other people are like, yeah, I did not see that twist coming. So if you're looking for... You, you, if you like those female-led mystery books, and so many of them are like the wife at the window, mm-hmm. the wife on the train, the yeah. wife at the sandwich shop crying. They're all like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> she and the other wife, the wife and the ex-wife and the wife's wife. Then they're all like that. So if you um, like books, you know that kind of um, like the uh, the female protagonist to his uh, mystery. I keep wanting to say history books because I need to go to bed. Mystery books. <laughs> That's you and me both struggling today. That's that is one of my strongest recommendations of the year. And then my other favorite, um, I will go with author because a lot of her books are great. um, Is Miranda? um, Oh my god, what is Megan? (laughs) Megan Miranda. It's like it's not that's not her first name. Megan Miranda. She is actually local to Charlotte, and she's been on our morning show WCCB News Rising, and she has a new release that's out. um, It's actually in Reese Witherspoon's book club uh called the last guest house i bet there's a wife in that guest house going back to your first book um jillian flynn Mm -hmm. she does a lot of twists and turns that throw you off completely in every single one of her books yeah i don't know how this she and hers blend well to movies i don't know how well um because she's done gone girl right and i don't know how well i don't know if you could do the wife between us in a movie visually. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could do it. Oh, well, then I hope they don't try because don't I don't it. want them. Yeah, exactly. What's a book that you've read that you've, um, what is a book that you've read that they've made a movie out of that you've actually liked the movie better or show better? See, here's, here's my problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to read this book before this movie comes out and I'll read the book really fast. And then I never watched the movie. Oh, pretty good. But uh, most people do the opposite. I know. It's so bad. It's so annoying. So, for instance, I have read Gone Girl and I loved it so much, but mm-hmm. I never saw the movie and I need to because I heard it was not disappointing. Oh, and I like Trent Reznor's soundtrack. Yes. That I really heard the whole soundtrack of Gone Girl was actually really good. Yeah. But um, the, only, uh, the only movie and book that I both have read and seen I want to say is um girl on the train mm-hmm. and it was because I saw with a couple of co-workers after we got done reading it I the th- movie was not that good no I like the book better the book was way better the and nothing against the actors in the movie it's just it was cheesy and just a- not good another uh, book there's been two at least that I've liked the um no okay so one that I thought that the book was 
way better than the movie and the movie was completely terrible was the golden compass the first mm-hmm. of the philip pullman's his dark materials trilogy and i'm so glad that they never finished the trilogy with those that movie because it was just not at all to the tone of the book so they're doing it that's going to be out soon again with um uh, what's his name from hamilton lin-manuel miranda is going to be in it uh it looks a lot more to the actual like the vibe the book set I'm excited about that but one movie i saw before the books read all three of the books um and really i think maybe it's because they did the movie thinking it might be one off and so they kind of twisted some of the longer term plot lines in was crazy rich asians i really Mm -hmm. actually liked the movie more than the first book okay i like the trilogy but i thought the plot was stronger in the movie to be honest i i've heard so many great things about the books Mm -hmm. um when i saw the movie come out i didn't realize that it had books connected to it and then i saw them when i was shopping at a bookstore um and i was like oh okay that's interesting because when they released the movie i was like whoa like that's pretty bold it's a bold title yeah and i was like what is this we're talking about uh, so um but it actually did really well in the box office oh yes certainly did they are making the other two um but i i really kind of liked the the plot of the first movie better i liked the characters a little bit better in the movie um i not all of them but some some are not as developed they, there's a lot more time obviously to develop them in the books and there's so many characters but yeah i'm going to keep up with that movie series because i did like the books i don't dislike them but comparing them I was like kind of like the movie a little bit better yeah um sacrilege i know but <laughs> which oh. doesn't happen too often so bravo to the directors yeah good job guys but that is it we will see you next week for show notes and details head over to wccp charlotte.com and follow just just at jessica barilla b-a-r-y-l-a and are you getting tired saying that yet well i've said it for 35 years <laughs> b as in boy a-r-y-l-a no not barley <laughs> is it barley barwyla <laughs> um i'm at noe burton and we will see you next week